three, two, one. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? As much as I like to take credit in saying that I said this, I didn't. This is not my line. This is a line that was delivered by actor Jeff Daniels in a TV show called The Newsroom. You see, in the opening scene of the show, Daniels' character, Will McAvoy, a news anchor, delivered a speech on why America is not the greatest country in the world. And if you haven't seen it yet, I urge you to type in Newsroom speech on YouTube after this episode. It's the first hit with 11 million views, and as iconic as it was, I still find it kind of sad and remarkable that a 2012 TV show is still speaking to us today, in 2019. I mean, it pains me to say this, that McAvoy's right. Liberals fucking lose. They lose when it matters, and they're gonna lose to Trump in 2020. I know, I know, I said it, I know, I said it, but I'm gonna be real with you guys. It's not looking good for the Democrats. After what I saw last week in the two Democratic debates, it's becoming more and more likely that we're gonna get another four years of Trump. And you guys, I hope I'm wrong. Nothing will make me happier than to be wrong come next November. But that's just hope, guys. That kind of hope reminds me of what happened in Avengers Affinity War, when Thanos snapped his finger, and little Peter Parker said, Mr. Stark, and then, oh, wait, spoiler alert, he dies, he vanishes. Yeah, that's the state of the Democratic Party, hoping that they'll beat Trump. And in this week's episode, I'm going to get political and patriotic, because why not? After all, tomorrow's our nation's birthday. So happy 4th of July, guys, because this week's episode is why Trump will get reelected. Alrighty guys, so if you already didn't know this, spoiler alert again, I'm a Democrat. But man, I tell you, there are times when I'm upset and angry with what my party's doing. You see, even after not having a Clinton nominee this time around, it still feels like the Democrats are dropping the ball. You know, it feels like the party's in complete disarray. And I say this because last week's debates proved how weak and unorganized the Democrats are. I don't know if y'all saw the debates, but they were a disaster. It wasn't politics. It was more like entertainment. And that is so sad given how important 2020 is for the Democrats. You know, there's a lot at stake. And I don't think that the DNC and the candidates themselves are taking this election seriously. Because if the Democrats really want to get back in the White House, they got to start acting like Republicans on the campaign trail. And it starts with what this election is really about. You see, 2020 is not about Trump. It's about the man's policies, what the man's administration has passed, and what it has undone that is going to affect my generation and my children's generation. And if Democrats were smart enough 
they would be talking about policy first instead of attacking the man's image and ego because they're just wasting their own time and they're wasting voters' time. Come on, guys. If you think about it, if you really think about it, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I think we all can agree that this president has said some crazy shit. And all I have to say is take a minute and read some of his old tweets and you'll see who that guy is, what his personality is, and that image that he stands behind. And if everyone already knows and sees that, then why on earth are the Democrats focusing their attention on the debate stage? You know, that is just not going to fly. Democrats will lose battleground states like Wisconsin, Florida, and Pennsylvania if they continue to take positions that are far left on issues like immigration, healthcare, and the economy. Because as of right now, those are the marquee issues that are going to dominate and win the primaries and general election. The Democrats know this, but they still are mishandling these positions. And I'll give you an example from last week's second debate on the question that was raised if a candidate would support giving undocumented immigrants free health care under their administration. And what really pissed me off is that every single candidate raised their hand. And that's how they're going to lose those key battleground states. Because there's no middle ground between far left and center. And when I say middle ground, I'm going to quote what Joe Scarborough said on his show Morning Joe last Friday. He said something interesting, that there's a vast middle ground between Trump's immigration plan to the free-for-all immigration plan that the Democrats were discussing on stage last week. And he's right. If the Democrats want to win these key battleground states like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Florida, they gotta stop acting like the far-left liberals that they are because liberal cities don't win elections. We saw it in 2016. Hillary got the popular vote. But when it comes to electoral college, it's all about the Rust Belt states. And last week I felt that everyone in those states got left out because the candidates were focused on audiences in New York City, Chicago, LA, and all of the other liberal cities in America. And that's a big mistake. Another big mistake that I noticed is that a lot of candidates were not explaining how they were going to solve these big picture issues. I mean, there was one point when NBC moderator Chuck Todd in the second debate asked candidates if they had one policy to focus on, what would it be? And these are some of the policies that we've been hearing over and over. Things like healthcare reform, immigration reform, gun reform, climate reform, tax reform, you name it. And I know these candidates don't have that much time on stage, but come on, don't force people to go on your website and do some research. Address us where we can see and hear your voice. You know, when candidates like Bernie Sanders talk about we gotta stand up and take up special interest, I mean, come on, Bernie, if you really wanna start a revolution, you gotta tell people how you're going to do it. You gotta give them a plan, even if it's not perfect. You gotta give them something. Something that isn't just slogans, because there's a reason why we have low voter turnout in America. Whether people are undecided, not voting, or on the fence, voters don't want to hear vague political jargon. They want to get a glimpse of what you will be doing for them. People from both parties are tired of the vague context. And I know I seem like a Debbie Downer, but come on, man. Things need to change. And for change to get going, 
I'm going to steal another line from that newsroom speech and say that the first step in solving any problem is recognizing that there is one. And right now, the Democrats have a lot of problems. So what on earth can they possibly do to beat Trump? Well, I'm no expert, but I did get a political science degree. And from what I learned about politics, especially American voters, is that they love charismatic leaders. Right now, the Democrats don't have any except for one, which I'll get to in a little bit. But it was charisma, among other things, that got Trump elected. He was appealing and charming because he was new. He was not a politician. He was a novice. And the Democrats need to capture that sentiment of new. Even though the majority of Democratic candidates are or were at one point in office, they have to stop acting like politicians and act more like real people. Because real people take risks. They put their money where their mouths are. And if they really want to win in 2020, they got to start acting differently. And I think it starts with two key steps. The first being that Democrats have to start going on Fox News more often as a party, not as individuals. And I know a couple of candidates did town halls, but the whole party has to cross that line and go on the other side. Not only would it be beneficial for Fox News with ratings, but Democrats will have an opportunity to address Trump's base. Not to attack the man's character, but to attack his policy. And you see, Trump is very weak on his policies because he creates distractions. And if I was a candidate like Mayor Pete or Kamala Harris, I would go on Hannity, Fox and Friends, or Tucker Carlson's show and talk about why sending our troops to Syria would bring us back to 2001, or that a $1.5 trillion tax cut for corporations does not help Americans in Texas or Oklahoma get better jobs. Instead of doing that, Democrats are sucking up airtime on MSNBC, talking about personal stories or stories about farmers from Indiana. And I think that those farmers from Indiana would appreciate how a candidate could help them instead of a 60-second shout-out. And that brings me to my second key point, that the Democrats need to back one face, no matter if it's not the person they want. You know, what's crazy about this year's election is that the Democrats like a little bit of each candidate. And that's problematic when you look at the big picture come November. You see, we're all tribal with our ideas, our beliefs, and even our expectations. And it's quite ironic that a party that is the most tribal in the GOP is the only party that can hold back on all these ideals, beliefs, and expectations, and back a candidate no matter what. I mean, look at the party right now. It's Trump's party. The Republican Senate is supporting Trump no matter what he does or says. And that shows a lot of good faith, and it's something that the Democrats don't have. We simply are not open to the idea of electing someone that doesn't represent us. And going back to what I said earlier about charismatic leaders, there is a diamond in the rough. There is a candidate who I think is capable, even though I don't agree with all of what they say or believe in. And that candidate is Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I think he's a rising star. He's a fresh breath of air that the party needs. And I like him. I like Mayor Pete because he's very calm in debates. He doesn't have all the answers, which is okay. And most importantly, I can see that he's trying. Whether that's failing or succeeding, he's trying. And that's what the Democrats need. They need a new face, a millennial, a charismatic leader. But will that be enough? Sadly, no, because America's not ready for him yet. Whether it's because he's young or gay, 
I don't think America is ready for Mayor Pete. And that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because we as a nation are so far behind other nations. I mean, still to this day, we don't have a woman president. And I don't think we will have a woman president for quite some time. Hillary Clinton messed that one up. And to conclude this episode on why Trump will get reelected, I leave you with these last words. Ask yourself where you're at in life. Ask yourself if you're happy with what you're doing at work, what you're making, where you're living at, and what you're seeing around you. Because if you think elections don't matter, you're blind. Because every president changes the course of history. Look at the Roosevelts, look at JFK, look at Reagan, Obama, and look at Trump. He's changing history as we speak. You know, tomorrow there's going to be a national parade where for the first time our nation is going to see our tanks and military on full display. And I have nothing against our troops. I have nothing against supporting them because my family comes from a military background. My grandfather served in World War II and my father served in the Air Force. But this parade is ridiculous. It's ridiculous because there's so many problems being swept under the rug. And I'm not going to watch tomorrow's parade. Not because I'm not a patriot. Not because I don't support our troops. Not because I don't believe in America. It's because I'm passionate. I'm passionate about politics. I'm passionate because it matters. It's going to affect me, my family, and my family's family. And it will affect you. So remember that, guys, when you're drinking some beer, when you're eating some barbecue, and when you're seeing the fireworks tomorrow with our national anthem in the background. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you enjoyed this week's episode of Live with Matt's Two Cents and think someone else will too, please share it. You can find me live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to drop a follow to get updates on new episodes. Until next time, this is Matt signing off for the day.